0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. You ready?
1: Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
0: Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. What's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm
0: into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen.
0: Welcome to Control Your Narrative Weekly. I am the narrator. This is week four. I am EC three. You know, like. There are
1: countless podcasts. Every mm. person yeah. on the planet yeah. has a podcast. There's people and, in the
0: comments right now talking, they, thinking about starting their own podcast.
1: And I, I don't know what we're doing with the podcast. I don't know anything about podcasts, but I know I listen to them. I subscribe to a bunch, and I listen to like a handful. But I've noticed like through the weekly content or this daily content, there's like a formulatic thing that people follow. We don't have a formula yet, so we want input from you. What makes you want to come to us to talk about all things narrative and whatever the hell pops in our brains. Just like, throw those likes, comments, subscribes, but seriously, on the comments, what do you want us to talk about? What do you want out of this show so we can give it to you? But as I continually think on the podcast format on things we need to establish, all right, we always have a cool little interview. Yeah. that's. Uh, it's not an interview, it's a... Psychoanalysis. We call it a psychoanalysis, boom, because we put lingo behind everything we do here in the narrative. Yeah. We also, like, kind of just ran rave about what's going on in the narrative, but we need to broaden that. Also, yes, yeah, we like to support our friends, our mm. colleagues, small businesses especially. So real fast, yeah. we're going to start off, everyone, hey, friend of EC3, friend of the narrative this week, my fellows mm. at Ruck Pack. You might see on my Instagram me constantly tag these countless pro wrestlers. I've tried to get them for free. I know a couple that have and did not post about them, and I'm going to call them out very soon. But at Ruckpack just launched a Kickstarter for their new Limitless Duffel Bag, so I wanted yeah. to send them kudos. They launched it today, and apparently they already met the goal they set out, so that's, that's good. great. You know, John Clark's great at envisioning things, mm-hmm. manifesting it. But they're great people. Bags are awesome. Mm-hmm. Use promo code EC3, ec see 20% mm-hmm. off. But, like... Real important, their mission is to bring solar panels to impoverished nations. Like, So he sent me a video today uh, of people in the Congo seeing electricity for the first time due to- The ruck. Yeah, due to the ruck. Every sale of ruck goes to solar panels. So it was, I was like, wow, this warmed my cold black heart. So ruck pack, cool at ruck.pack on Instagram. And it's a
0: solar panel book bag, right? This one is, yes. Yes. As you can see, if I can... I don't know if the duffel bag is, but the... I don't know if the duffel is either. If you're, you know, out out in the nature, this can charge your uh, phone so you can watch Netflix in nature. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the exact purpose (laughs) of the nature walk. So, boom. But, yeah, if you're a videographer, um, uh, DJ, musician, there's a lot of different ways that you can take your studio on the go. Um, If you're an artist... Uh, There's just a lot of different, like, I think uh, we might have to have a narrative uh, ruck party where we talk about all the different things a ruck can do. I think we want to
1: take one to Mount Kilimanjaro and go on a spiritual journey there and uh, take our rucks with us. Also, as a traveling professional wrestler, uh, all the people that have tried to get one for free, who I hate, and all the people that actually went out of their way and bought them, uh, commended that they could fit their entire gear in their carry-on now due to ruck and it has a handy food compartment so that's cool i will give a shout out to uh, rockstar Spuddy, can you drink maverick who didn't believe me that this was the best bag ever i'm like trust me dude have i ever lied to you the answer is no and then when he received it he said dude i'll never not trust you again I'm like, why would you ever not another shout out to project vinny pacifico who obnoxiously Asked me if the bag's legit and he said yes, but he went and bought one and he, he paid his money, so I respect that and he loves it. So, uh,
0: Space Cowboy got one too. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he said. He used the promo code? I think he did. He used the promo code and he um, said he's just pumped because he could finally fit his uh, his gear under the seat on the plane. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And it's funny you mentioned Space Cowboy. Yes. What a segue
1: because another thing we want to establish is our projects and mm. also our YouTube membership. Now, Project narrative is seminars and events I hold to scout talent for the narrative for aspiring professional wrestlers to come try their wares, go through a psycho- psychoanalysis yeah. with <laughs> us perhaps.
0: We should, uh, can I have a psychoanalysis button? Yeah. Psychoanalysis.
1: If we, had, if we could afford
0: graphics, it would yeah. show up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seminar, teach them
1: the art of the business mm-hmm. and I teach my 10 uh, tenants of what I believe professional wrestling is. Uh, we do matches. Soon that content will be on this channel.
0: Yeah. So there, control do, your narrative. So there's an announce, yes, we will be releasing a weekly television short form Project Narrative. Yeah. yeah. So
1: all the aspiring professional wrestlers that seek to control their narrative, who want to get out of the groupthink, the toxic bubble, out of the leg-slapping bullshit, and truly learn what this industry could be, mm-hmm. come to Project Narrative. But also, Project Narrative is for you. Yes. As you can see, we now have, we now have, we now have a YouTube membership available, yes. right? Yes. And there's a three-tier Three level. Tiers. Yeah. One dollar, which we get 70 cents of, is basically you're just supporting us. Yeah, supporting you're, in a,
0: you're into the narrative. You're into the to what we're doing. Yeah. Support it so we can pay Patch over here. Yeah, to so make he's podcasts. the only one that makes money. Yeah. Right. I mean, he deserves it. He's fresh yeah, out of college. Uh, and know. if
1: we lose him, if he has to move home and live with his parents again, this whole this whole project's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. So that
0: you're saving. Yeah, every a, every 70 cents goes to patch. <laughs> patch
1: is, <laughs> is going to be a player here. You'll see soon. Yeah. Uh the 4.99 is what? We get a live chat which we're starting today yes. after this. After we're this. Start yep. this. Yes. And then uh at $10 there is we're going to do a what, monthly match watch along. Yeah. Bonus uh, discounts or discount on the five?
0: There's, There's a discount be. on the the five and the ten, and oh, so look at that. with the ten, it's going to be EC3 and one of his friends just watch Whether it could be, you know, for example, EC3 and, and, and Spud and the narrator watch the. No, the, just you because I don't have any friends anymore. Yeah. No, but yes, yeah. go ahead. but no, it's just for example, um, like him and Spud would watch their match from from TNA, uh, but also it gives us the opportunity like to sit down with West and Blake and we're going to watch you know, Randy Savage, uh, Ricky Steamboat. You that know, sounds sweet. That sounds sweet. And we have
1: that. Weston Blake today, but that, yeah. I mean, that,
0: I would pay money to sit and watch uh, and Weston And there's a ton of content that we have that is unedited, uncut, and stuff that we couldn't release. Like, just, you know, uh, I have to do a, a promo for William Well, I got 15 minutes of content I only have three minutes of time to put out. Um, when we filmed William,
1: it, the very first thing he said, I was like, "Keep that, no matter what." But then you played it for a test audience, and every test audience who didn't know him, what'd they say?
0: It um, was disturbing. It was or? disturbing. Yeah, right away, it was it was just too disturbing. Yeah. Um, so we, we were going to put a, a, that on the ten dollars tier. So you're going to get um, you're going to get a lot of behind the scenes with Adam Shear um, from The Last Narrative, which a lot more emotion was shown, um, a lot from the heart um, about what he wanted to give back to the the projects, the indie wrestlers that were there. And it was a lot of amazing moments. So that'll be coming out over the next couple weeks.
1: But at that $10 level, you become a project yourself. Yes. So people have been asking me and it's hard to communicate because we still don't know what the hell we're doing, how do I get my project number? Well, join us in the live chat after. We'll talk about that. If you don't get a hold of us there, drop me a DM on IG. Drop Control Your Narrative a DM on IG. They're more likely to answer because I'm way too busy. And if
0: you're listening to this, also drop them a DM. Yeah. So
1: as you become the project, we will discuss your number and how I can therefore promote you on my little project uh, thing I'm building. But what brought that whole rant about is you mentioned Space Cowboy. Yeah. And Space Cowboy has a little bit he'd like to say about Project Narrative. The Space Cowboy.
0: Hi, I'm the Space Cowboy, Stacey Alexander, and I'm the lead project here at Control Your Narrative. And what's it like to be a project? Well, I'll tell you. I get to spend long hours working for low wages here at Justified Prince, dealing with the various companies that we can deal with. I have to stare at dogs and silly slogans all day on shirts. I really enjoy it. So you, the viewer, should join Control Your Narrative yourself. We have YouTube subscriptions. Our DMs are open on the Control Your Narrative Instagram. There's at least two different avenues that you could use to connect to us as projects. You get a neat number that we don't even pick out for you. We make you do that yourself. We're like a big family here at The Narrative, except we're very small. So join today. So there it is. Space Cowboy, our lead project. By default. By default, yeah. Totally by default. Abraham's pretty cool, too.
1: He literally <laughs> wears a hat to print in. There's something. A cowboy how, hat. This is actually to see if he actually watches the content. I bet he does because he's on his phone all the time, especially when he's supposed to be working. But like, there's something to him. Mm-hmm. If he gets past the goofy bullshit, he could be a serious player. But I love the goofy bullshit, too. Yeah. So the goofy bullshit got his foot in the door. And here's another thing. Aspiring pro wrestlers, aspiring projects he took an opportunity, because today, he was like, we're too busy, we can't even film. And I'm like, no, if you can do it in one take, what do you want me to talk about? This and this. How do you want me to do it? I want you to do it as you. He took the opportunity, nailed it. I was very proud of
0: that. Mm-hmm. The fact that we didn't let him take a break, like, he had to keep on printing to do that. Yeah. Um, which, so, you know, he looked at me when I was like, no, you're going to keep on printing. Oh, okay. And I think that might have helped him with his confidence, because he, he nailed that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You never know when opportunity comes, not yeah. only in wrestling, but in life, and taking one minuscule opportunity to like, what, maybe a thousand people will see that, mm-hmm. but maybe it leads to something more. It's definitely going to lead to a week two. Yeah. We, when we were off, we already talked about week three, where he's going to play with Patch in a tin can.
0: It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but. I'm show how homeless our projects are. <laughs> he drives a
1: Volkswagen. He's doing okay. He's
0: doing all right. <laughs> but today on the show, we have Weston Blake. A uh, little little psychoanalysis I did with Weston Blake. <laughs> Hold, wait.
1: <clears throat> we need more content. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try something out. All right. All cool. Right. This can maybe be a we can cut it and go play on its own. But like I've been wanting to do this since like uh, rant of the week. Okay. I think I need to do a rant of the week.
0: Okay. Then let, so. let me open, let me start that off. Um. This is all going to be in, the, by the way, this whole conversation. Oh, this whole conversation? Yeah, yeah, it it yeah. Stays, so it's going to show me, it like, stays. okay, I would. Yeah. Throw me the rant right. of the week. EC3, the essential character, what is your rant of the week? People on bikes. Ooh. All right.
1: So I get the memes. I get the shithead Steve memes. We make fun of cyclists, and they have their, you know, their, their gear on, and their helmets, and their goggles, mm-hmm. and then they take up the road, and they annoy us, and it's just like, I, I've always, I've gotten it. I understand it. Seems a little pretentious, but whatever, it never really affected me. Then I moved to a new part of Florida where there's this great bike trail.
0: It's wonderful.
1: Wonderful bike trail. And I'm like, I should get a bike. I should do something to get outside more, take my, like, my, my head out, of it. put it in the clouds and just enjoy nature while at the same time getting my heart rate up a little bit. But that way I'm not killing myself in the gym all the time. I'm feeling active. I'm going to get a bike. Mm-hmm. All right. So local bike shop. I walk in there. I mean, I'm... I'm an interesting looking person when I walk into a civilian location, to say the least. I have, I mean, I was the top 1%, so I have yeah. financial stability and I can buy a bike. I'm also usually in a tight shirt and some version of short shorts in casual places. But they, Confidence enhancers. Indeed. But they didn't, they, didn't, like, they didn't look at me. They didn't say, hi. They didn't say, hello, can I help you? And I'm walking in on the first time, I'm blind to bike sales, so at the same time, I kind of don't want to be bothered, I want to get a feel for it. So I'm looking around, I'm like, damn, these are kind of expensive. I go back, I do my research, all right? And I'm like, all right, I think a Specialized uh, XL21, I'm good. I talked to Baron Corbin, who's a big biker, I talked to a share, he gets a bike, oh, I got a Trek, man, they all the bells and whistles, how often do you ride it? Never, okay, cool. <laughs> I talked to Baron, he's like, yeah, go Specialized this and that, I'm like, all right, I know something about bikes, Hit a guy up on Facebook, Marketplace. All right, we're battling back and forth. Can't meet, can't meet. Finally, I can go meet him. Drive into his house to maybe look at a used bike. Guy's like, sorry, wife needs dinner. Can't be there. I gotta go get it. I'm like, well, fuck you, <laughs> dude. Like, the one time I can meet with you, I'm not buying your shitty fucking trash bike. Anyways, I'm, I'm going big. I'm going new. I'm gonna go back to the bike shop. I'm gonna go back in there, and I'm gonna buy the most expensive bike, and I'm going to fucking ride it through, I don't want to say my town, but up and down this trail, pick up the babes, like just be a full biker, but without the shitty little outfit on. So I walk back in there, all right? Now I'm confident. Now I know what I'm doing, looking for bikes. All right, walk in, three people, three employees, off hours, don't even look at me. Like, I'm sorry, do I not fit the bike motif? Are you discriminating against me because of my large muscles and my angry demeanor. I'm actually a very nice fucking person. I'm a gentleman and a fucking scholar because I read books. But you can't even take the time in your shop to even acknowledge I exist when I'm gonna spend five fucking grand on a brand new bike. So I walk around, no, no, nothing, nothing. I say, you know what, fuck you. And I say that. I just, well, fuck you. And I walked out. They're probably like, that guy was an asshole. I was right. Well, I wouldn't have been. I would have made you richer if you talked to me because I was going to buy a bike. So I'm leaving. I'm huffing and puffing. That was a Saturday. Thinking about going to a bike store Sunday. But guess what? The bike store I wanted to go to it was like, Sunday clothes. We're out riding. LOL. Shut you. fucking head. It's a commerce day. It's a Sunday. Put one person in the shop. You'll probably make a sale. Idiot. All right, fine. It's Monday, leg day, even better. So I'm already fired up. I'm driving to go to the gym. I pull up to a crosswalk. Now I understand white lines. I'm maybe a half an inch over it. Half an inch. 10 to two on the steering wheel. Got my music playing. I'm feeling good. And I hear the bell, Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Look, and it's a guy, the guy I described, the guy with the helmet, he's just clad in the whole gear, goggles on, he goes, excuse me. And, you know, usually, like, when people are confrontational in a normal world, is nobody likes conflict, but I love it, I live for it, I just thrive on it. So, excuse me, like, he's going to big dog me, and I say, go the fuck around! What's wrong with you, man? There's plenty of road right there. He just pedals away like a pussy. So, like, what an asshole. What a pretentious group of people with these fucking bikes. Oh, we got two wheels, not four. We're better than you. No, you're not. You're the same pieces of shit as everybody else. You ride a bike, you might as well not put your car back. You suck.
0: See you on the trails. All right. Um... And that is what a personality turned up to 11 is is like. You know, this is actually who he really is. Like so, <laughs> the, the narrative is our reality. This is pure cap, capturing our reality. Um, let me know if you want to borrow my bike. Um, so, Weston. <laughs> there you go. Eddie's laughing. Are you happy? <laughs> Yeah, Ed. I'm laughing. We're speaking to Ed. Uh, Ed Ed is our uh, internet wrestling community guru. Um, Ed Bates, set tab photography. He literally just stinks up the room with his laugh wherever he goes. Um, Decent knowledge on the kid, but boy, that laugh! He's filmed the last the the last narrative every time he was started laughing. We're all trying to make this dark art. He'd laugh, and we'd all be like, "Oh, what is? What is? I'd
1: rather hear my parents
0: fuck (laughs) than hear his laugh." Yeah. And he admits it, too. He hates his laugh, but then he keeps on doing it. Um, but today we have Weston Blake on the, sh- on the pod, uh, do a really amazing psychoanalysis an- uh, with him. Um, it, was, it was great because you can totally tell that um, Corey, Weston Blake, has a story that we, he hasn't been able to tell yet. And he has, where a lot of his career was at the PC and with NXT and then up to the main roster, he has such a different perspective. Of you know, and we'd go. We talk a lot about this in the sto- in the in the uh, interview. Is that the psychoanalysis? Sorry, is that he is a nice guy, and nice guys always do finish last because he didn't um, put his foot down, fight for more things. He was kind of. He's a really. Uh, that's why he's a great tag team wrestler. he's a great team player, um, and you see him in the narrative actually show you what is, is there and what the new Weston Blake is all about.
1: Yeah. That was great. I mean, throw it to the interview. I was going to say about your nice guy, like, he is a good man. But what happens when a good man goes
2: bad? Weston Blake, you're free. That I am. That you are. Yes, sir, and it feels good. Feels good? Yeah, it feels feels great, man. Feels good? Yeah, it feels great to be free, uh, out here doing whatever I can uh, to be the best me. And I believe that's what this product is bringing. The best out of you? The best out of me. Yeah. And I hope I can bring in the best out of this product.
0: Um, you, you brought the best out of the, the back of John Schuyler's head. So uh, <laughs> let's start. Let's talk about the actual narrative. Like yeah. Before we get into a little bit about your career. Um, first off, like uh, it was great you came in for your onboarding, but you already had all your your promos filmed, you know, which yes. was really great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I said, well, that was the whole... Um, you know, control your narrative story. I mean, I, I saw the first one, obviously, and I was very intrigued and uh, just the way it was shot and just the way people were able to tell their stories in such a way um, and integrated with the wrestling and stuff like that. And the way um, it was shot beautifully and it was well done. And so it was just something that was always intriguing. And so once I found out about my release and stuff like that, um, I I felt like I had a story to tell Uh, and I didn't know how to um, tell it and uh, I I needed a camera crew and stuff like that. Uh, Fortunately, I came across um, some friends of mine. They were able to help me out and I I put my vision and they were able to capture some of the moments and stuff like that of my story coming to life. And then when you reached out along with EC3 uh, coming to Want me to tell my story. It just happened to fall into place that I was uh that I already shot stuff uh for that and everything like that. And so I remember it, it, you showing me and already said free Weston Blake. Yeah. Just like,
0: all right, thanks, man. Yeah. And that, that is uh it was, you know, obviously we're gonna be creating a lot more together, but it was it's really nice that uh to when when a, someone comes in with something already ready to go that we can just plug right in. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, actually I just got word from the office that uh the uh the new term in our uh in our universe and our reality is gonna be psychoanalysis instead of onboarding. So when you came in for your psychoanalysis and we really beat down the insecurities of your career, yeah. um, it was it was amazing because, um, I don't know if you knew this, but when we when we were you know creating the second one, uh, EC3 reaches out to John Schuyler and he's like, who do you want to fight in the narrative? Who do you right. want to bring out the best in you? Yeah. And he says right away, Weston Blake. Oh, and it was one of those incredible. things where everybody in the room were like, ding, ding. And, and then we brought the Adam, and Adam's like, yes, you know. Uh, and unfortunately, I was, you know, ignorant like the rest of the world. I didn't get to see you a lot on TV. Right. Um, I watched you a lot when I moved here at NXT. Um, but to, I started hearing like you were the, you know, kind of the unsung hero, the king of the live events.
2: Right, yes. And so, the, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of where I really made a name for myself. And like also with that, with, uh, with, and made a name for coaches, uh, standpoint there at the performance center and stuff is where, you know, this, this guy was reliable. This guy can have matches with anyone. This guy can, uh, you know, make, um, you know, a shit salad, uh, a beautiful <laughs> shit sandwich, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it was just, uh, something that I take a lot of pride in, you know, when, um, you know, growing up, my daddy says if you're going to do something, do it 110% and do it right. And so, and that's something that, that um, that I loved Uh, like I said I wasn't the most notable righty person on TV um, you know but I feel like whatever I did I worked my ass off to get uh, that spot and um, and from from the day that I started uh, my wrestling career that's where I put all my focus and all my energy and and being uh, the best of myself and hopefully I can bring out the best in other people and also bring out the best in uh, companies that I work with um, and just hoping to make a everyone around me just a little bit better yeah and
0: uh, and you've told me stories of like you know uh when they were bring people in the performance center and they were pin like you were the one that were work, that was working out with them and bring right. out the best in them and and sh- like hey uh you know a, a b and c has to get ready for tv can you go and work yeah. with Corey at the performance center so yeah. like you started getting like not a coaching but you're like you were uh enhancement to a lot of everybody yeah uh
2: and the thing about it was when um You know, kind of when you start getting that reputation of like, oh man, this guy can go, this guy can work, Uh, you can get people ready for TV. I was working with a a wide range of people, uh, anywhere from like, uh, you know, Roderick Strong uh, came on, I had his first match on live events, uh, Malachi Black, or Alistair Black that he was called, and the other company. And and so I had a lot of those guys' first matches with WWE because they know... um, the the coaches and the producers of that show they knew like okay we can put with this guy and he would know that he'll hit this times he'll he can uh, produce a great match and you know he can work with these guys and you know, not only them but the i um, uh, was a lot of people's first matches as well oh yeah a lot of people that um were not from this country uh they you know whether they come from brazil or china or, or anywhere um a lot of those people's that the, their first match they felt comfortable enough for me to like hey go in there weston blake and uh, put them through a um, nice match hopefully they can learn something and hopefully that can get something better for them and that's something that you take a lot of pride in uh, you know of course you're like you're very happy happy you're very humbled by doing it so but then comes a time where you're like all right well uh, i need to take a step back and um i don't want to get lost here yeah I, I, I need to start
0: you don't want to stay in that spot yeah, i you know don't I, mean? I
2: yeah i i want i want to progress i want to i want to start climbing uh the card of bit. i want to start getting closer you know i want i want people to start investing in me as much as i've invested in myself um so as much as i took pride in that and getting to wrestle people um you know people from like shinsuke nakamura like i said roger strong uh, and, and those types of, of headline people, I've also um, know that I can wrestle them and then also wrestle anyone. Um, uh, 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 Caesar Bononi and, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Tion Bing, who was there for a little bit, and um, it was just nice to see the progression of having their first match. There was a kid, um, Denzel, uh, I forget what his name is now. It's you know, Lights, Camera, Jackson, I believe his name is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was another one that uh, that you know he thanked me a lot for you know producing his first match. He said thank you for making him comfortable and stuff like that. And you know of course I was always happy to do that. Um, but now now it's my time. <laughs> and now it's my time to uh, show what I can really do.
0: And, and, and you did do that in the narrative. Um, the, uh, one, one thing I want to get into before we get into a little bit more of your professional career is uh, your wrestling psychology, like what your background is. And it's obvious that there's a lot of Randy Savage and Chris Benoit in um, your fundamentals, but there's... Uh, you know, you were trained by in the Dory Funk yes. background. So I see so much like classic N.W.A. Southern wrestling, just right. in, in the way you tell your stories, in the way you work, and the way in, in your in how in your snug st- and your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I know that's something you really pride yourself on. We'll talk a little right. bit. Right. It, it,
2: no, it's uh, you know. Uh, there's a lot of things in this in this business and stuff like that that you can't control, and so the one things that you can't control is in that ring and, and how you how you make yourself look and how the story you're trying to portray uh, those are all things that um, you can control as in controlling your yeah. narrative and type things so yeah I um, of course I grew up a wrestling fan and so I have many influences I, I watch wrestling all over uh, you know from uh, Japan and stuff like that Dory funk was actually the one that Introduce you know the Japan wrestling because oh. growing up, I'd be blow your mind at that point, I, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> at that time, you know, that was something, um, you know, that and that's when I really started watching independent wrestling. I want to say back when I started training with him because I figured I'm, I'm going to be working with a lot yeah. of these people here soon, uh, but yeah, growing up, it was very much uh WWE, uh, WCW, and then um, you know, early 2000s, uh, ECW, yeah. And so, yeah, so those influences the Carino days, yeah, the yeah. Carino days, very much, so a big fan of his um, coming through, and it was just nice that now that I'm in this business that you get to meet these people and you get to learn from them and ask them their, you know their point of views and their psychologies and stuff like that, only to enhance and you know I mean even if you take just a percentage of what they say or or a coaching tip or whatever it is, it's a percent that you're getting better yes and, and so like I, like I said,. We're, with, uh, with Dory, I mean, he has his, his, his fingerprints all over me. I mean, he was kind of a man that laid down the foundation of how you story tell, how you, you, know, how you can portray this in a match. Not so much um, about the moves you do and stuff like that, but so much of the story that you're telling and you're trying to portray to the fans. And, and when I w- looked at Dory's stuff and, and, of course, his brother Terry, who I was a tremendous fan of. Um, you know, all their stuff looked great, you know, it, it looked in there, it, you know, you couldn't... It was all believable. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, that's where I was just getting at to where, you know, if anyone sees uh, my work, whether it you was know, NXT or now that on the narrative, um, anywhere I work, I want someone to be like, oh, you know, um... You know, someone will say, um, maybe wrestling isn't real, but I believe he is, type thing. You know, like I believe in his work and, you know, what he's doing. And he's making stuff look, making me believe. And if that's something, if I can make, you know, if I make myself believable, then I can make the crowd believe what i'm doing and and that is uh
0: something uh, ec3 went up to all the projects afterwards like after did you see how do you get it now you know what right. i mean and it, that was uh because you, you were we felt everything wasn't chronological as because it is our reality yeah. um you were the second uh match but like in reality you were the first real like professional wrestling match that turned into a fight you know right. what i mean which was which was great because we got to start with the actual psychology of how wrestling works yeah, and then as it turns into a fight, you're you start showing your true intentions and and yeah. and laying them in, um, and kind of making an example of John Schuyler and you you know putting the focus on yourself instead of him.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So John Schuyler, uh, who I have the up- utmost respect for, with um, you know with his career, he's come a long way and stuff like that. And I remember him. Early on NXT, coming back and doing extras and stuff like that. So me and him I always hit it off. Uh, but once you're in that ring, uh, you know I, I'm coming for your head, and <laughs> um, you know make no bones about it. Like I, I can, you can be my best friend in the world, but that you know uh, the story that I'm trying to tell is that I want to, uh, I want to beat you in the worst <laughs> way. Um, and that and that's what um, sometimes I think kind of kind of gets lost these days. Um, sometimes with the art of uh, professional wrestling i think sometimes there's uh, it, it gets too cute and, and pretty and stuff like mm-hmm. that when i think some of the best stuff and some of the best storytelling is where it's a little bit rugged a little yeah. bit you know where you blur that line where you're like oh man i i i don't know maybe maybe they don't like each other maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe they do uh, maybe there is a little bit of beef there what you know was you know whether it's a certain way they react, or you hit something, or you know something like that, and and of course you have the the showmanship, or you know of like like I said here dropping yeah. an elbow, uh, more a little bit high flying and stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, uh, when you're going into a wrestling match, it's a contest, and you want to come out on top of it.
0: Absolutely, and that is a, a like it yeah, is a lost art form at that point, where like you don't see that a lot of, anymore, and we're trying to kind of put it back into the. You know, and using the narrative kind of relaunch that like, hey, this is this is reality. This is going to this is going to hurt. I mean, get ready for the
1: greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th.
0: When I was in the ring, I was filming and just super like, you know, it's I, I not very manly to say scared, but like there was a whole like, oh shit, like I'm in danger filming this, you know? And right. that was a whole another level of like, I didn't know where to even stand to film because it was just coming from every angle. Um, and not to mention, uh, with that being said, when I'm editing it, I was editing and I got legit excited, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I got to finally see the story play out. The, the the elbows and the drop kicks and just like, you know, just say an elbow and drop kick, drop kick, not like, hey, you're doing a, you know, a Canadian Destroyer. No, you right. just hit an elbow and it was brutal. You right, know what yeah. I mean, like,
2: and, and that's something that, uh, uh, that, like I said, going back to Dory Funk is something if you can, if you can make the, the tiniest little details something it matter, it, it's gonna make whatever you do that much bigger and that much better. So, like, it, you know, with those with those strikes, with the, with the the holds, the wrist locks, the, the you know the the headlock takeovers, you know the drop kicks, the the forearms, you know every strike. If you make that detail matter, yeah. and your facial expressions and stuff like that, and just you know everything where it's like ooh ah Ian, <laughs> ooh you know. Ooh. But and then all of a sudden, I think when you do something big spectacular like off a top rope like an elbow or a shooting star or whatever it is you know or or a big dive or something like that i think people would be more invested and then they'll be like oh my god this is you know yeah something that's (laughs) brutal and something that's incredible as well and it's a beautiful story being told and to be uh, yeah once that starts happening because
0: throughout uh your contest it just definitely like out of nowhere it's the belief has been suspended you know and and you're uh you know uh let me uh, change gears a little bit um let's talk a little bit about developmental into or pc into uh nxt um do you have uh i know like you know we hang out a lot here at justified prince but you there was a, a a pitched character that I was supposed to ask you about? And I was, was, <laughs> was set a live tweet from Space yeah. Cowboy
2: yeah. to ask the, about a pitched character. There, there were several pitched characters, but my very first character that, um, that was brought to me uh, with it when I was with NXT back in way back in 2013. Um, I didn't even have my name yet. Uh because the back time their process you had to send in your list of names oh, yeah. and you had to wait until you got the clear. Your list of fr- two first names. Yeah. It was always two first names. <laughs> And so um, so I was waiting on my list of names and stuff like that, but I, I got with a, a creative guy there who worked closely with Dusty Rhodes, and he uh, we pitched this character and we went by Angus Chuck. <laughs> Angus Chuck because at that time I was uh, one of the only cowboys there, uh, you know because I came in, I was uh, from Texas and stuff yeah. like that, I grew up on a horse farm. you know, I, I did the whole. Uh, ranching and farming and stuff like that and and so like I had the background uh, for this character and he so we started uh, pitching and playing with and stuff and my uh, my my motto would have been come and get it <laughs> um, like I said, and, and at this Now, does that
0: happen like before you hit your finisher or is that just the end of a promo? Like, I,
2: I, so we were, we we tinkered with it uh, multiple ways. We, we did. I'm with, sorry, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Come and get it. Come and get it. Um, no no
0: did Dusty have anything to do with come and get it or is it no
2: so no I mean this was something that we were going to pitch to Dusty so we had the the the, the outfit and stuff like that and we were going to come up like the name was Angus Chuck and stuff like that and you got to remember like this is 2013 uh, very PG uh, WWE at this time so I mean they were it's very and NXT back then NXT wasn't trying to be a brand they were very much trying to develop a character or something that they can pitch to get up on Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Yeah. So NXT was a completely different brand back then. It was then. legit developmental. It was yeah. a, it was the developmental where yeah. you were just trying to get characters or get talent to get a character and try to get them up to the main roster. Uh, and so that was and that that was the goal. That was the goal in mind. Uh, but obviously, it didn't it didn't pan out or work out with that. <laughs> uh, but it, it is it is a cool, fun little story. Like I said, that's. Um, it was just a different time, you know. I mean, now, uh, I guess... Uh, you're, you're actually pretty happy that you didn't have to ever yeah, do that yeah, in front of a live crowd, I hope. You know? Yeah, very happy. Uh, yeah. You know, at that by, at that time, I was, I was a young kid. Does that really stereotype she was you as a cowboy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. a young kid and i was just trying to make something you know yeah. uh of myself and i was just trying to, to get on tv or get on N- nxt you're just trying to you know go up that ladder where all right get on live events once you get on live events all right get on tv then once you get on tv show that you can work and do this and yeah it was
0: engraved uh, in your head that there was a stepping there, uh, a packing there order, a, like, very much a pecking order uh, so go a little bit into how out of nowhere you're pitching ideas and i know you're with alexa bliss and buddy murphy Yep. And and that that tag team had chemistry right away. It's yep. like, Dubstep was still cool. You guys had come out to some Dubstep. <laughs> like, there wasn't a lot to like, there wasn't like a a tag team that had like, hey, you guys are this character. It's just like, hey, you look close enough, uh, you look close enough, put the girl here. And it just really had like, it just synergy right away.
2: You know? Right, Yeah. so um, with me and Buddy, uh, we, we had the same tryout together. And so uh, we got hired at the same exact time. And so at that time we were both, Um, You know, so just doing our single stuff, uh, working on live events and stuff like that, just working on six man's and anything like that. But and buddy, buddy uh, broke his jaw uh, uh, at that time, so I was still working. And he, when he started coming back, uh, he was training. It was brought to my attention, like, hey, like you know, kind of the same thing. You all share similar looks. Maybe um, have you ever thought about tagging with him? Mm And at that time, me and Buddy, we hung out, you know, uh, you know, sometimes go work out together or just hang out in general. And so I was like, Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And then um, that night I went to a promo class with Dusty Rhodes mm-hmm. and I cut my promo and at the end of my promo, Dusty asked me, he said, Hey, come back tomorrow and I want you to cut a promo uh with Buddy. And I said, Yeah, that's no problem. So I, I call up Buddy and tell, you know pitch him the idea and he goes oh really he's like i haven't heard anything about it i was like i was like yeah so we'll come back uh we'll come by tomorrow and do it and we did and then that weekend we started getting reps on live events uh we started working with like lucha dragons and stuff (laughs) at that time i had to borrow like i said we had opportunity he had like white shorts and with white kick pads and all i had at that time was um was black so I, uh, <laughs> I had to borrow someone's boots, someone's white boots, and then I had to borrow someone's white trunks. Oh, wow. Just to where we can look cohesive enough to where you're like, okay, these are just not two guys put together. Like, okay, this could be a tag team. And we did. We, uh, we clicked right away. We clicked with the Lucha Dragons. We started clicking as a tag team. And I remember we had pulled into the office at that time after probably about, I want to say about six or seven weeks of tagging together. And we were told, hey, do not invest in this tag team. <laughs> do not, he said, do not. Uh, do not sounds familiar, yeah. Do, he said, do not invest in this. This is just strictly to get y'all reps. Yeah. And so me and, when me and Buddy left that meeting, we're like, screw that. I was like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like well, I think we have something. Let's, yeah. let's let's at least get matching gear. Yeah. And so if we're ever on TV, we got matching gear. And, that, and we did. And luckily we did because we had the matching gear and we come out on TVs and we were uh, wrestling, I want to say Lucha Dragons. And... Uh yeah we got to the back and uh triple h and of course all the producers were like oh we loved it they like you'll have the matching gear you got a great look and so that's when i think the ball started rolling with with buddy and myself where we uh started tagging um then as we were tagging we um at this time we started pitching the idea of alexa yeah not uh Necessarily to the writers, but just kind of like in um, like in our little circle, like, oh man, I think if we bring Alexa on. It really would, I, I, yeah, that's the centerpiece. I, I, that yeah. would be like a centerpiece, and we, you know and that type of stuff. Um, and at, at back at this time, there were uh, performer center uh, matches and stuff like that, and these were just matches done in front of your peers and coaches, and then these were basically ideas a, a tag or a singles person that if they had a character... Um, this is how they would you know put it on the show so you would just do it in front of these and they would film it Uh, that way you can get into Triple H or uh, one of the main writers Mm. and stuff like that and we did it so we pitched you know Alexa with us at that time um, you know uh, on a performance center show and I think that put the idea in their head I think Triple H was there when he saw it and uh, i think he liked the look and stuff like that and then shortly after that's when we started our program Beautiful. with enzo Cass and carmela yeah and yeah it, it, it was, i thought what i like about it so much is that i don't think anyone was expecting that no one saw like the you know uh alexa bliss like this you know glitter princess <laughs> yeah. you know uh, uh coming with with us you know so it it, it was definitely a shock to us six talent like that's every that's
0: all like electricity especially during that time like everybody yeah. just hitting like 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 thunderbolt here thunderbolt here with every performance
2: you know yeah like, oh i oh, know and it was it was a lot of fun it was just yeah like you said like a lightning bolt and we we're we were on a on a ride right there because you like you said end zone casts were just huge and carmela just joined them and stuff like that so it was just, yeah, everyone that was involved, there's just incredibly talented people and that, you know, that helped us project, you know, our... Now, uh, let me
0: ask a little bit about The Forgotten Sons because you have, yeah. um, what not many people know is that you have an insane close relationship with, with uh, Steve. Yes. And, you know, he's an Impact now kicking ass. Uh, we hope that he might stop, he might knock on the door sometime, but, right. uh, you know, how did, because obviously you get split up a, you know, Buddy Murphy and everybody starts yep. uh, go through the process of of getting pitched with him and right because you guys did it at NXT first. I remember seeing it at live yeah. events and then
2: on TV. Yeah, we we um, did uh, we did it on live events. We uh, there at NXT. Uh, I said once me and Buddy split, uh, you know, and once we found out like okay, we're gonna be trying to do single stuff, and at that time and and NXT they they just kept bringing more and more people in so. Uh, at that time, I was pitching a character to try to get on NXT TV, and it just wasn't working out. wasn't panning out, you know. And uh, and Steve and I we um, we befriended each other right when he got there. Uh, he let me borrow his truck uh, before I even knew yeah. him, before he even knew who my name was. Uh, and literally, I was moving some furniture, and he was the only guy that knew how to truck at that time. So I asked him, Hey, can I borrow your truck? And without hesitation, he said yes. That's how dudes are born. Yeah, and so I was just like, well, you know, I was like, oh man, this this guy seems great. You know, this guy <laughs> doesn't even know me, but let me borrow his truck. So that night, uh, I took him out to dinner, and you know, and I paid for his dinner and stuff like that, and that's when we started, like, talking. And we just became uh, best of friends, you know, and we, uh, of course, which is funny, because I'm from Texas, he's from Jersey. It's like, you know, <laughs> two completely- uh, Different personalities. Yeah, polar yeah. opposites. Yeah. Uh, but we just started uh, talking, he, you know. He he had ideas about like his character and stuff, and of course that's when me and Murphy were kind of taking off, and and we we were all in the car ride together, and, and so then once me and Buddy split, uh, you know, and Steve was still doing his thing, and I was trying to do my thing as a singles because I just gotta a tag. And it just wasn't taken off. And, they, and at that time, people just kept coming in in waves like where they come in, they go straight to TV. Yeah. Come in straight to TV. Because the in. landscape changed at Completely that point. Completely changed, yeah. Where this was there 2016. Was, yeah, so yeah.
0: It, Dusty's not there anymore. Um, yep. The structure is more or less like, uh, it went from building homemade talent to we're just going to sign the top you know, internet darling. Yep. They're going to stop in, win the championship, go right to TV. So everybody that was there and you, you've explained this to me. That's why I'm saying it to the yeah. viewer and, or listener, is that everything, uh, Then you can, that's your, your Kevin Owens, your Samoa Joes. Everybody just showed up, did a thing, peaced out, and yeah. uh, didn't give you guys a lot of chance to right. really understand what the mix is because you're just background at that point. <laughs> yeah. Right,
2: yeah. And that, you're just trying to find a spot, and it yeah. seems like every time there was a spot come, uh, about to be open, uh, another one would come in, and they, and they would <laughs> fill that spot. And so we were just and uh it was about the end of 2016 and um you know I, I was i was kind of being told like hey you need you need to try something else mm-hmm. you need to pitch another character or something like that and at that time i i looked at the tag team landscape again and i i realized like oh man there's not you know many tag teams that are about to be left aop was uh just about to go up mm-hmm. I, I believe revival uh just went up at that time and or FTRs as there are now, a DIY just split. Yeah. You know, so we, I saw an opportunity and so I, I started talking with Steve and I'm like, hey, what do you think about tagging? You know, and, and he's like, oh, that, you know, we knew right away that would be great. Yeah. That, would be, that was something that, that was a dream, uh, dream job it would do. You know, uh, Steve and I'd be together for, uh, with Forgotten Sons. So we did. Uh, we came back, start very first day of Jan- uh, January 2017. We pitched you know me and him started uh, pitching a tag team and that that was a cool cool concept because me and him actually pitched it and we actually did like our fingerprints were kind of in oh, invested okay. in that i
0: didn't know that so it was you guys before even the yeah a, right they, yeah no
2: they did this was not a pitch to us this wasn't like their yeah. idea this was i mean i was told like i said in 2016 like hey come up with something different mm. and then january me and steve Present a, a tag team like here, yeah. kind of.
0: Was it, uh, was was uh, obviously Sons of Anarchy just like right on the, the tip no, of the tongue,
2: no, or was that how it kind of morphed into it? Like, well, uh, no, it, it morphed into that, uh, because at that time we were both kind of clean cut, like, uh, clean shaven and stuff like that. I still had like blonde okay. hair, and um, you know, c- uh, first couple of promos were cutting, um, we're sitting there, and we, we, you know, we're kind of giving off like this baby face type of look, and we were just like. I just told him like, well, I don't want to be baby-faced. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no, and uh, especially with this landscape, like I would much rather uh, work on the heel side. So uh, we started deciding, well, let's let's rough up our look a little bit. Let's mm. let's start growing out our beards. Him, he started growing out his hair, which he hated, <laughs> um, you know, because he's always been a military. Uh, High and tight and stuff like that and i already had the long blonde hair at that time but i stopped dyeing my hair i wanted to go more natural more darker look and stuff like that and then as we started getting it that's when uh the wheels starts spinning like man we can we can go do sons of anarchy type stuff <laughs> yeah. you know and, that, and that's what we were going sons of anarchy uh, kind of apa uh you know with with the wrestling world and man we it seemed like we would get a little bit, we would get an inch, and we and we would knock it out of the park. But then they would just reel it back, and it was just. I remember we <laughs> were finally gonna debut. Me and him were finally gonna debut, and we were just, like, all right, it's about time. We've been we've been pitching stuff for about nine months. Finally gonna debut. We do the match, we cut the promo, and everything like that. We're being introduced in, a, in the Dusty Tag Team Classic, and we get to the back, and they're like, yeah, we're we're gonna scrap that. We're gonna cut it and you know of course we would devastate we would yeah. say what is it you know what you know why are y'all are doing this and that type of stuff and uh we were kind of kept off tv and then they pitched uh, a third member okay. with us so they they were the, um i believe it was steve carino and a couple other people in the office that were like hey maybe if we give you like a, a heater yeah if we give you like a third guy that kind of you know bring it all together and which he which he did. Um, he did bring it all together. Of course, him and uh, Cuddy, um at that time were both, you know, prior military yeah. and stuff like that. So they had a bond. Uh, me and him actually met uh, years ago at, at TNA, and he he gave me nice advice and stuff like that. And so we kind of bonded. Uh, you know, once we we're like, okay, let's try to make this work, and you know, eventually we did. And that was a, the beautiful about uh, beautiful thing
0: about Forgotten Sons was you knew that it was too, uh, you know, retired military, you know? Yep. There was so much American uh, to that, you know? Yep. There was so much, like, there was uh, a blue-collar feel to it. There was a badassery. There was, like, there was so many that, that didn't really, I don't know, get enough of the light of day because I think the people that started producing it as you went up didn't really understand that, you right. know what I mean? They weren't coming from the background of, you know, I, I was raised by, uh, you know, a, a uh, motorcycle gang guy, and right. you know, there's a, a different type of uh, patriot to that. You right, know? and I saw that in Forgotten Sons. Like it was, I, I was, I was a bummer that it didn't do more. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we, we had some, um, some plans with that, and we, we were very um, excited for it. Like I said, the, the way we came off was. Is you know they they were very military, but I was the one guy that actually appreciated them, where they felt like the world casted them out. You yeah. Know, where they was like, oh, thank you for your service, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, type thing, which in is uh, a lot of the truth. And which <laughs> in which I was the one guy that was like, no, these are my band of brothers type thing. Like we're gonna, you know, and we're gonna take on this this world, our empire together. Yeah. Um, and that's what we uh, that's what we we're pitching, and that's what we were trying to get become the light of day. Um, and I think it definitely had some legs. Um, it definitely got cut short, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, for multiple reasons and stuff like that. Well, walk,
0: right. uh, walk the, the listener through, you're in the main roster. um yep. Walk through the, the pitching process with the writers. Uh, you know, we don't have to go into super detail, but what, like, you know, there's a pecking order of writers that, that they change of out course. all the time. Right, yep. And then they have to go into a meeting and pitch uh, the boss, you right. know, uh, and... Go through the process of what what happens once you get that to that point.
2: Yeah, it's a weird time because uh, we get told that we're getting called up. Uh, we're at NXT at, at that time. We're going to get called up, and of course, uh, Triple H was sitting there telling us, "Hey, uh, you know, y'all are going to be." Uh, working with, like, the, the Usos Rome, and Roman, y'all gonna be yeah. working with New Day and stuff like that. There's a lot of interesting stuff we can work, you know, with the three of y'all, with the three with three different um, groups and factions. So we were excited, and we um, we planned on going up to, um, to Connecticut to talk with Vince and mm-hmm. several of the writers and stuff like that to kind of see, you know, um, who we are and, and what our ideas were. Uh, But that got cut short because of COVID uh, and the pandemic hit. And then, of course, everything shut down and then everything got moved to the performance center. Uh, So we never got that meeting with Vince. We never got uh, to talk with like a writer or face-to-face or anything like that, which I believe is very important. Important, yeah. Very important when uh, it comes to, I think, talent and seeing... Uh, talent face-to-face mm-hmm. and their vision and stuff like that because yeah, it's, it's like you're you're selling it it's performing it it's right you know right, it's walking yeah. it's, it's you, you know you having the look you're walking in with whatever you know with yeah. it and stuff like that and then i you know i feel like you would uh have gotten a grasp of it but like i said it was a weird time getting called up so then as we get called up of course we're all at the performance center uh, performing in front of uh, nobody, just the camera crew yeah. and stuff like that. And it was uh, it was an interesting time because it was a time where you can actually start getting your character stuff in because you weren't, um, you know, we weren't like traveling and, uh, and there wasn't much being on TV, especially Internet live. And you're not performing to a live crowd. Like yeah. the way you
0: wrestle is different because you're not worrying about hopefully this pops, and react, the reactions. Like, right. you not worried about a crowd reaction. Right. You
2: know? It was a time where you definitely could have slowed down and got a little bit more character development, involvement, and stuff like that, just because the world was kind of on hold yeah. at that time. So you definitely could have uh, done some really cool things and got some character development in, and which we were excited about. And then uh, we were there about a month, and then, of course, everyone, um, if you don't know, uh, Jackson Record tweeted um, yeah. uh, his support uh, for Trump at that time, uh, and at that time, uh, which got a lot of backlash yeah. uh, from the office and some of the locker room, um, uh, which you know, which he apologized for. I, I believe he spoke with with the people from the locker room, but that we were taken off TV. Uh, Steve and I went in there uh, the very next day after the tweet, and we were told. Uh, this will all blow over don't worry this will be brushed under we're going to get you guys up and be back in two weeks (laughs) we're going to get you guys up and running in two or three weeks yeah and uh of course um you know we're sitting there and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting finally it's about two or three months later we're uh we're in september we finally get a call all right we're bringing y'all guys back you know you guys are coming back as a trio i was like okay you sure you know come back as a trio yep we're not gonna do forgotten sons we're gonna do something else we're gonna uh you know i don't know, shave your beards or do whatever we're gonna do something we're gonna like you know get your look change all right uh wait for an email never got an email and we started cool. waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then it wasn't until december so it's like three months later so you're like six months of just not doing nothing yeah not doing yeah. anything and in that time we are uh, we're pitching stuff uh you know Steve and I were were sending um Stuff to the writers, we're sending stuff to creative, uh, just anything and everything, stuff that would stick to the wall. We we pitched to be uh, Bray Wyatt's characters oh. at one time, like yeah. where I, I would dress up as the bunny and I, and he would dress up as oh. as the hog, um, the pig, you know, and stuff like that. We there was some it, clickbait for you. Anything and everything. <laughs> we 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 were we yeah. were pitching it. You know, yeah. I, I, we pitched stuff with uh, Lacey Evans at the time, uh, where she would clean up our look. And she would kind of like turn us around and, and into southern gentlemen, or you know, and that type of stuff. So we were pitching stuff uh, quite a bit there, and it would just nothing would stick. Nothing would stick. And then finally, uh, December. That's when we got to call like, hey, uh, come to TVs, and then we're gonna pair you with Baron Corbin. And that's okay. when we're like, okay, yeah. Um, which uh, that was a hundred percent their creative. Uh, was me and Steve had, had nothing to do with it with the look. Uh, what they wanted and everything, uh, they 100% pitched that to us. Here's what we want y'all to do. Here's how we want you to look. Here it is. So we were on new territory because that was the first time, I, I guess, in my career where it was almost like acting. Yeah. Because it's like, Here's the characters we want yeah. you to play, and yeah. now now you have to make the best out of it. So you, and, and now, then you had six months of sitting there waiting for an opportunity. So of course you're going to try to be a character, right? You know. Right. I mean? like, so now, now you're like you know diving in. Okay, what what is a knight? What is you know what you know what does he think like? What does yeah. he do? And so you're trying to, you know, getting in your own head of like how a, a modern day knight would live <laughs> and stuff like that. And just and we're just trying you're to going go, from a, a character that was naturally you, right? To having to play a knight. Yeah, to having to play a knight with with Corbin. And so we would get into Corbin's ear, just anything and everything to make it work. And then, you know, that wasn't too long until Steve got released. And then, of course, I was part of the budget cuts after Mania.
0: One thing that was brought up, too, and you said it to me, um, is that when, uh, let's say you're getting somewhere with a writer and a pitch, they have to go into a meeting with Vince. Right. And it might be an eight-hour-long meeting where the focus is only on what, like, tell me what we're going to do with Roman this week. Tell me what we're going to do with Seth this week. And that, unfortunately, is where a lot of people, uh, fans are, they say these guys are unutilized. No, everybody's trying. It's just the the person producing it has his toys, his favorite characters. You know what I mean? And that is uh, unfortunate of, like, I don't mean this as an insult, but like a lot of your best years were wasted sitting on the sidelines. You know what I mean? And and I'm I'm hoping, and and you are a lot younger than me. So I'm thinking, you know, the narrative and everything that experience you went through. um, Because the difference between you and the Essential Character and Adam uh, Shear is you might not be as emotional guy up front. You know, you're a family man, Uh, you're one of the boys. You're, you know, maybe have been, uh, you know, a little too nice right and yeah
2: that's always been my uh, uh I guess my Achilles heel yeah it was uh I, I I was always told I needed to be a little bit more business selfish yes and so um, yeah because you're swimming with snakes right you know what I mean yeah, right. Like yeah.
0: everybody's got their own personal agenda yeah. You know, uh, the, a lot of times this industry is—is—we is want brotherhood, and we're building that with the narrative. But you know, you never know in the locker room. It's you know, everybody's right. everybody's fighting upstream to just get that one chance. Yeah, uh, they're fighting for four minutes on TV. The yeah, fighting for four minutes on TV. Yes. You yeah. Because uh, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you—you
2: like you said, you have your people that are. These are our. Five or six top people, and yeah. these are—they're—they're going to get their time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they're going to get their promo and or you know their segments throughout the you know, and then you, you know it slowly gets worse down. And so a lot of people like, like for myself, I was trying to fight to get on three minutes, four minutes, whatever. Uh, whether it was with Corbin or you know, uh, whether it's Forgotten Sons, whatever, you're fighting. You know, because if you do great three or four minutes of television, maybe they'll give you six minutes. Six minutes. And, and then once you get six minutes, maybe they give you eight minutes. Maybe they give you two segments. Yeah. Ten minutes, you know. And you just, you, you got, and then you just, like, you, like, it's always been like a pecking order. And like you said, uh, with the people already there, already established, and we're the new people coming up, like, we, we, it's had to start all back over to where we were.
0: The, uh, the the one thing about you know uh, where the different ways we wear our emotions on our sleeve, yeah. um, I definitely saw it you know in this match where it was it wasn't a guy that you know was able to uh, sing his songs on live events better than everybody else. It wasn't the actual best kept secret. It was just like as the match progresses, there's this raw emotion that comes out of you, yeah. and it's in the fury of the elbows. It's in the it's in the precision of the hits, yeah. um, and to be able to react in a fight. Full of emotion with such precision is that is a skill that me, not many warriors have.
2: You know right. what I mean? Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it just it, that's just years of frustration. Yeah, it's just years and years of frustration, and everyone deals with frustration differently. Some people cry, some people get angry, some yeah. people take it out on others, and it's like, uh, like a cowboy. <laughs> and, and yeah, uh, there's. Um, and there's saying, yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe that that was my thing was I was always too nice. Maybe I was, um, you know, I thought of other people, you know, especially with me being in several yeah. tags. You know, I've always depended on other people and then, you know, felt like, you know, they'll do the same for me. But when reality, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. You know, because... Those two guys, uh, you know, I love them to death, uh, Buddy and Steve. You know, now they're off doing their own thing, and they're very successful. Right. And now I'm kind of just back being me. So now I get to express my my feelings and my frustrations about breaking out of a prisoner society. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 a hundred percent. And it's just like, uh, you know, and here, I mean, here I felt I've done everything right. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I've, you know, uh, you know, kind of kept to my. Kept to myself. I, you know, I didn't uh, rattle the cage per se. You know, I was like you said, very nice, we were kind of one of the boys and stuff like that. Uh, but that, you know, that just still, that is still got my head and, cut off. And and that was that's a thing.
0: Like you come from such the old school mentality of of how the business works. You are you, you're influenced and based off a of classic wrestling, yeah. you know, uh, uh, etiquette. You know, yeah. and I think that that's you know where everything. It is a lot more. And like, you know, you didn't have to uh, get over on, you know, the indies of the super indie guy to get there. So like, you're, you're not, you're probably not used to that. Like, fight. I always have to get, like, a lot of guys that come up through the indies, they're just used to fighting so hard to get themselves over on every stage. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to get myself over here. I'm going to get myself over here. And they went up, and, you know, you, you everybody's told me stories of all the guys that would follow Paul Heyman around still just fighting to get themselves over. Right. And you're just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm above that. L- just look what I do in the ring. Right. You know, and, yeah. Unfortunately, that's uh, it's it's whoever's you know yelling the loudest at that point. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Not hitting the, the hardest. Right, you know? Yeah, it's who's yelling the, the loudest. Hey, look at me! Hey, look at me! You <laughs> yeah. Know? Um, let's go into some. Uh, I, I think we've you know done a lot of really good justice to your career thus far. Um, I want to do a couple funny stories. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, I'd like to. Uh, we got a tweet. Uh, How did you meet EC3? Uh, to, uh, uh, meet EC3. The
2: essential character. Uh, well that was during our time i think we were uh, forgotten sons were just kind of coming uh coming up and ec3 was one of the uh, I wouldn't say indie darlings that came in, but he, <laughs> yeah. he he was one of the guys that you know he had experience. Of course, he was with WWE before, yeah. um, as Derek Bateman and stuff. And he then still came, came in as a former world champion, and that's, well, that that was that creates a, like a, a certain persona. And then, and you know then once I mean? he you know then once he got out, he kind of controlled his narrative uh, in other ways. And then he came in like a world champion yeah. with Impact stuff like that. Did a lot of great stuff with them. And so, you know, he was brought in as, you know, as one of their going to be NXT top guys. He, he yeah. was another guy that they were going to put the brand, you know, kind of on his back and, and stuff like that. Someone that they were going to launch. And um, so we were all kind of part of uh, Terry Taylor's class. Oh. Um, you know, and Terry Taylor, I mean, I think. man, I Terry Taylor? yeah yeah because fingerprints are all over everybody that comes through these doors you know yeah oh very much so and that that's another uh, mentor of mine who like I said has uh, fingerprints all over me and my work and stuff like that of making stuff look real making stuff meaning meaning something working on those details and um, and and making you know things mean more and and bigger uh, as they should Uh, so that's how me and EC, we started talking, and then we we found out we had like a lot of similar interests and, and everything like that. And then uh, he actually asked Steve and I, um, you know, to ride with him to shows, which was which was a big thing. Which yeah. I, you know at, at that time, you know, Steve and I we we were kind of we were just by ourselves. We would just drive around like oh. um, you know, even if uh, new people came in and they you know they offered, uh, Steve and I would would yeah. poli- pol- politely politely uh, decline. But uh with him it was just different. Yeah, he was like, hey guys, you know, I don't mind driving. You know, uh he took a liking to us. Mm-hmm. And so we yeah. did. We 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 hopped in this truck and man we and we shot the shit for, you know, two, two and a half hours in the entire way and we got to know each other a little bit more and we I think we just we saw, you know, our, our vision of what our of ourselves and what we saw that the business was um was. Very close to similar, yeah, of, of how we see it and how we wanted to do things, and it was just you know I was very intrigued by him and it was great to hear how he you know how he'd been in the system and how he went out and how he you know controlled his narrative and how he got up you know um, doing so well with, you know with other promotions and stuff like that and what well, he continues to do with other promotions yeah. as well and you know and yeah it was just very interesting to hear his stories and hearing him to talk and he, he hearing his mind about the business and everything like that and it was very cool and uh something that i cherish because i mean not like i said not a lot of people that Come in with that kind of stature. Uh, uh, do that for people. Yeah, he's 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 very approachable and humble in that way. Right. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. I don't. You know, I don't remember other people that came in like, "Hey, you want to ride with me?" or something like that. And so, it it was uh, something that. Do was you have very any cool. uh, embarrassing experiences you could tell the listeners and viewers? Um.
0: <laughs> You know, if he's okay, uh, we could also tell also tell the Jimmy Seafood story.
2: The, oh, where, yeah, where he <laughs> ate himself sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, as, as everyone knows, EC3. Uh, um, this guy's a fitness freak. This guy you know, it always always looks great. Yeah. Um, of course, he has an app yeah. that you can you know, you can use, and he can help you with your nutrition and cost. Also, your uh, check workout it out through plans. freeec3.com. Yes, please do. Um, yeah. And we uh we were on a road show and. We happened to drop uh, at um, Jimmy Seafood. I believe it's up in Baltimore. Yeah, props. And, yeah, uh, delicious food. If you're ever in the area, please stop by and grab it. Yeah. Um, and we were there, and of course, this guy uh, was very nice. to was very kind. He uh, closed down uh, the top part of his restaurant slash bar uh, just for the NXT roster to come in and just basically feast. And feast we did. <laughs> uh, you know, they had anything and everything. We had you know food, drinks, whatever. And, you know, EC3 is very uh, meticulous about his eating and how much he eats and, and what he does. And at this time, um, he did not know that there was going to be sweets and cakes and stuff like that. <laughs> and at, at, and so when that came about, uh I believe there was a couple of the boys that they saw how quick he ate. Yeah. A cake or something, like, oh well here, why don't you try eating this? And here, why don't you try eating this? And of course, EC3 being the man that he is, he doesn't turn down anything. So yeah. he so, yeah. so he kept eating it. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kept eating it and eating it. And this was uh Gargano and Champa, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they just kept shoveling food in his face and he just kept eating it. And you know by the time we all left uh, you know <laughs> he was already on the bus in the fetal position <laughs> you know in his seat and stuff like that and, I, and I, me who had a, probably a few too many cocktails I was just like well I mean I'm supposed to be in that position not you uh, but yeah so that was one of the,
0: the I wanted to watch things. him at Hash House at GoGo we got a chicken and waffles and he ate it and almost passed it at the table like, you know <laughs> and I was and like I wanted to call him an Uber and he drove home I'm like man it was like that that because it's let shocks the system. Yeah, yeah lethargic. It, you know
2: it, it, what yeah. I mean. And hash is the biggest chicken waffle you'll ever have. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, just you know, uh, uh, very thankful that we, we we kindled our friendship. I one of the stories that we have, um, you know, me and Steve. Like I so said, we just uh, met EC3, and, and, and me and Steve have been known to drink, you know, here and there. And uh, we off we offer him. We were drinking a bottle of wine, and at that time, and we, you know. We offered it, you know, hey, yeah. we, we know you probably don't drink, or maybe you do, this is just getting to know you. And he goes, well, I, I'll tell you what, well, I mean no stooge. He's like, so, <laughs> so he grabbed the bottle of wine, and he and he, he did a great chug, uh, by the way, you know, impressed Steve and I. So that's when that's when they're like, like okay, well, this is, you know, he's Dude, all right in our, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, really some male bonding time that we had. And. You know, that, that that kind of sealed, like, okay, this guy's cool, and he's like, yeah, he's cool with us, and stuff like that.
0: Um, if you were to, uh, you know, you're an elevator pitch with anybody, you know, oh, you're a wrestling fan, oh, you got a three-letter brand in your shirt, uh, you got a minute or so to pitch them the narrative, uh, pitch them not only the narrative but yourself within the narrative and who you
2: become. uh yeah, so with the narrative it, it's wrestling shot cinematically it, it's a it's a a fight club uh that is its storytelling it's wrestling at at its absolute best. Uh you really get to dive in deep into people's characters. You get to really live vicariously through the characters. You get to go through different emotions. Uh each uh, each match is different and each character is different as we all are. Um me i i now find myself as a character in and the narrative and the way i see myself is i I am no longer the the yes man or the nice guy or the guy that's willing to do anything and everything for a three-letter brand it's more out out to get mine um you know i at one time i believed in the american dream of if you work hard, treat people fairly, then 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 you'll get what what's yours. And then I figured out that there's people on top that who who didn't work hard and, and who don't treat people fairly. And so now uh now it's my turn to take away their American dream. And that would be uh that's what Weston Blake is all about. As a man out to set and to destroy anyone's dream of becoming a, what they think they are a professional wrestling. I
0: love that. I love the I'm here to take away their American
2: dream. I, I love that.
0: Um, uh, who do you see uh, knocking on the door for you in the future? I mean, there's uh, probably a couple obvious uh, dream opponents. There's probably some fantasy booking with former yeah. tag team partners, obviously. But who would you like to knock on the door? Whether it's bring you bring the best out of them or them bringing
2: the best out of you? Um, you know, single-wise, there's uh, wrestling. Man, I'm I'm kind of. I'm a man who uh, likes any and all challenges and stuff like that, and I, and I believe it's if, it, if it's right, then it, it's gonna work. Um, and I wouldn't say I would have any like uh, dream matches per se, I, I, right now, because all my dream matches will be people of prior uh, wrestling. Because uh, I believe once I step in there uh, with anyone, um, I believe that I am in there to win, and I'm mm-hmm. there to take their their head off and I'm there to like you said I'm there to take their dreams away uh, by any means necessary and uh, I, I believe I can do that in any country and I can do that in any form and I can do it anywhere at any time against anyone
0: that's a great answer because um, that is something uh, EC3 and I have said privately we said it publicly that um, I'd you know this is an advertisement you know give, give him the chance to, to, to kill your top guy Cause he will, yeah, you know, like, yeah. You know and, and it's, it's one of those things where I'm so excited to a, help unleash you onto the world. Um, but be watch your progression and, uh, how you, uh, you know, wrestling is poetry to me and yes. you're, you also are a poet in the ring. You just, yeah. you, 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 your sonnets are violence. Right. And that is something that I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, seeing the right or wrong person walk in your path. And I, you know, there isn't anybody on any three-letter brand on any network show right now that I know that I, I know you can kick all their asses. Like, you're a legit tough guy. Right. So I want to see this play out, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, book Weston Blake to kill your stars.
2: Yeah, and that's what
0: I plan on doing.
2: <laughs> all right, thanks for stopping by today. Thank you, man. I yeah. yeah, appreciate you. Good.
1: If I crisp up my sweet potatoes in the air fryer, it almost feels like a dessert. If oh, I put a little stevia on it, some cinnamon, it's an excellent. But I mean, I can microwave them here and eat them, and it'll be fine. No, I've, I've
0: had I've had them on there. It's it's, it's a different ball game. It's a different ball game. Yeah, air fryer is a different different ball game, especially what you just said. I can't have sweet potatoes in my fucking socks. Oh yeah, keto boy, uh, uh, burger well, uh, you, burger I am fucking has some sweet potato fries that are really good. Well. As
1: you keto and get to a goal, as you continue to keto and you get to your goal, what we're gonna do is we're gonna throw you on Project Narrative, my nutrition and training app, and we're gonna get you a nice little program going where not only will you get your workouts custom made by me, you also get the nutrition. Aspect and we can add in carbs. I know a great place to place your carbs during your daytime so they're maximizing your muscles and they're not, you know, spiking your insulin and you're getting fat. It's all science, really. But uh, yeah, hey, throw it to the ad. It's- I mean, all right, so I have the Project Nutrition Workout app, but also as you can see, 3 brand hoodie, oh. sleeveless here, and Psycho Boy right now on freeec3.com and the wearable propaganda. Oh. If you buy sleeveless hoodie, you buy a Psycho Boy t-shirt or tank top. I'm gonna send you the current split I just made up. I call it Psycho Boy Aesthetics 2. But like I'm just emailing it to people. So a couple of people bought I was just testing it out. Do people oh. actually really care about my entire like this is what I'm doing. I wouldn't recommend it for you but if you want it yeah buy a shirt I'll give it to you so whatever
0: So you just offered like a free workout if you buy a shirt. Yeah,
1: 5 days split. It's 5 wow. workouts. That's You could take that for a month.
0: Yeah, that's, that's qu- and make a in. and have a huge uh psycho boy difference, you know what I mean? Like I mean maybe if you put in if the effort. You put in the effort. Yeah. The
1: only thing that works is consistency. Yeah. But, you know people like bells and whistles, so
0: Yeah. You buy, get a shirt. Buy a shirt get a workout. Yeah. Um uh, so, Weston Blake uh, is going to knock your fucking block off. <laughs> I don't know he, how to oh, back. man. <laughs> uh, what so, was
1: that last line in the Weston Blake?
0: The dreams. Take, it's, uh, he's like, I'm here, I'm here to destroy your boyhood dreams. Yeah. I'm here to I kill you. Take your-,
1: your head off. I love that shit. Yeah. I think uh, one of the narrator
0: verbiages we came
1: up with is, kill the head and the body's dead. Mm-hmm. Which I think I took from a... Football player who not somebody out in the midst of a concussion pandemic, and it was just like, "Whoa, I can't believe you said that." I'm like, "Yeah, but it was cool as shit."
0: Yeah, it's cool as shit. Weston Blake. Yeah, he he has such a you know uh, honest personality too. Like you know he's a guy that like you take his, his he really should be already in, working as an agent. He has such a great knowledge for the business. Um, but we say it in the interview, and I'm we're saying it again, like book Weston Blake he'll take your top guy's head off. Yeah. You know, like, definitely. Like, he's a star killer. He's a, st- he's a star killer, yes. I think is, is when what that was over, yeah. we said. And then also,
1: let me take a brief second to apologize for the squeak in the beginning of the interview because I know Patch wants to rip my throat out because I sat in the squeaky chair and I tried my best to get out of it without it squeaking, but I only made it worse. So my apologies to you,
0: Patch, we have a squeaky chair here in justified Prince and we keep it around just to really get annoyed by whoever sits in it. Yes. And it's usually Adam. Like Adam's the one that sits down in it, and it's just like we can't can't give Adam any shit over it.
1: We'll go over what our punishment for uh, yeah. messing up here in the narrative is. Another episode. Right now, let's focus on Weston Blake and his yeah. story too. Like, yeah, when Skyler, who would you want to fight in the narrative? He said Weston Blake. I'm like. Why?
2: I
0: bet you he's regretting it now.
1: (laughs) Like, why didn't I think of that off the bat? And the fact that, like, how we talk about synchronicities? And the universe working out, like, him filming his thing. Yes. Him, like, constantly messing up. Yeah. Free Weston Blake was coming out, and I'm like, obviously he spoke of our relationship and how much I adore and respect him, not only as a performer, but as a man. But like he was so perfect and he's a perfect example of what if you give an opportunity, what can it, what can you do with it? And the fact he's not working somewhere full-time, the fact that you, the viewer, the wrestling fan, may not know that he's one of the best wrestlers alive. It's our goal and our yeah. mission to make sure the world knows that and to make sure he is taking care of his family that he adores more than anything in this world because of this industry, because he is that good at it. He is, beyond a shadow of a doubt, one of the best I've ever been in the ring with. And I've been in the ring with some of your favorites and some of the, quote, best. And if he's not better, I don't know who is.
0: And he also is a phenomenal example of a broken system um, and, and the fact that Someone couldn't be on your roster with that talent, skill, and that talent level, and just completely get lost in the mix.
1: The problem too with corporate wrestling is pigeonholing somebody or to uh, label them something. So another thing, like with the Skyler story and Weston's, these men were labeled as "quote good hands," which is the ultimate backhanded compliment. Mm -hmm. Like we're really, really, really good at the thing people are paying to see, but we don't see you as being a guy that people are going to pay to see do it. It's like, what? <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Well, we're going to have you work with everybody that we need yeah. to to get and, going and, and train and stuff. And, and that's okay to an extent, but there's still,
1: you said he should be an agent, and you're right, because of his brain, but the guy, I don't even think has reached his peak. He's only 33.
0: League.
1: He's young, athletic. Yeah. Texas built yeah. real thoroughbred, like I wouldn't fuck with him, no, and I would fuck with anybody. I would fuck with you if you were on a bike or not.
0: but you like, fuck with the guy on the bike you won't fuck with weston Blake. <laughs> he
1: he's a man, yeah he's a man, and I'm glad we yeah. you guys talked about the Terry Taylor relationship and his insights and things like that. I'm glad he spilled the beans on my uh, day at Jimmy Seafood. Or, the reason I overeated Jimmy Seafood is because nobody was like, back in the day you had to prove yourself being the new guy by drinking. But everybody in NXT, short of a few of the good brothers, kicking a few back low key, nobody was like binge drunk, pounding shots where I made my name for myself with top guys. Oh yeah, what's up, Taker? You gonna do like, an elbows lines of Jack Daniels? I'm right there with you. Okay, I'm cool. But um, so I had to prove it by overeating and then yeah. I have night tears that maybe someday we can talk to Tommaso about. But, yeah, whatever, dude. Blake deserves the world, and if we can just be one small step in him achieving that,
0: mission accomplished. Absolutely. Uh, another big thing in the last week or so is the narrative is now free. Huh? Um, yeah. the, uh, we've now put both of our uh, films out, and boy what a response those view counts the comments the reviews that are being thrown our way reviews Uh, and comments yeah
1: and whether they're good bad or indifferent i mean they've been very very positive and people seem to be getting what we're doing but this too only grows with word of mouth so keep passing it out keep showing people something different something outside the wrestling bubble like you're still gonna have all the stuff you love that's inside the bubble but we can take a step out and try something different and be unique or as one of my mentors told me, "Don't be afraid to be bold," and this mm-hmm. is what we're trying to do. But yeah, made it free. Um, if you did pay for the narrative, I believe there's one comment about it. Know that nobody made money off of it, short of covering the expenses of projects, eating hot meals, and Patch over here not having to move back with his parents <laughs> and I, our overpro- overworked music producer. Yeah, when, when knew- you
0: when you purchase a narrative or buy a wearable propaganda, you're, the, the money we're making is going to the uh, content creators that are helping create this. And we're all putting an insane amount of ourselves into the product, and you can tell. Uh, so we appreciate yeah. that support. The thing about free, too, as you mentioned, like all these
1: talents are exploring themselves free. Mm-hmm. All the people that help with us, whether it's, Getting us locations, lighting, uh, extra cameramen. They're doing it for free because they believe. And I, I just saw something that upset me where I just saw like billionaires having a pissing contest over who has more money on social media. and like, what are we doing charging? Our business model is we're free. The world sucks enough. Mm-hmm. There's enough things draining your income. Like times are tough. They're tight, like. We give you something for free that hopefully you find something in and find yourself giving back. It's paying it forward. So it's kind of the business model. I had a Jerry Maguire revelation late at night where I was texting an office about my – this is who we are. Our we're, brand is free. Our brand is free, and we're freeing people, and we can't expect anybody to pay to be freed. So mm. – we're going to give you the best we can for free. Now you want to throw some money for a YouTube membership? Cool, that supports the brand. Yeah. You want to buy some wearable propaganda? Cool, it keeps the lights on and if, patch. If, and if, if money's content.
0: tight, just send the link to 10 of your friends. 10 people that you, you know, as we, we, need, we're, we need to grow with word of mouth more than, any, than, than we need the uh, t-shirt sale right now. We'll take it, take the revenue, but we need, we need people talking about it. We need eyes on this. We need to uh, show the world that this is a movement that needs to be uh, paid attention to. Well said. Yes. Um, free speak yourself. Free Like the, the conscious one said. Yeah, free. Free you. Yeah. Free me. Free EC3. Yeah. That's such a, it's a, some good poetry. Um, do you have any homework? I do. I have homework
1: for both of us. Okay. And then also for our illustrious fan base here. This week's homework, because I've been meaning to do this, and I think after today, you need to do this, is uh, before you go to bed, for a week, try it out, write down what you need to do the next day. Just, I need to do this, this, and this. I'd like to do this, this, and this. I might do this, this, and this. What you need to do, that way, so you're not, your head's on the clouds, and you're like, bouncing around, you, man, I see you getting stressed out. If they're sweating bullets, I mean... Losing hair—I don't want to see that. I <laughs> want you, want you game airtight. So write down what you need to do. Try it for a week. I'm going to try it. I'll let you know how it goes. Something I've been meaning to. Fodder, fodder, fodder does, does it. it, and he's shockingly organized. I'm not. You're not.
0: No. We suck, but we'll get better. Absolutely, I will be doing that. So is that the only homework? Do we have any reviews from last week's homework, or there was the one? I
1: don't know if I even checked. Yeah, engage um, a stranger.
0: Engage, no, I think uh Space Cowboy uh he who runs our uh Instagram right now. Um he's so so you are talking to him not us. Sorry. It's the truth. No time to run. Time to do seven Instagrams. Um but he said that there was a woman that said that uh she the the both homeworks were t- number 1. So it was contacting her father and the fact that her and her father were actually very polar opposites, and that's what she learned about the conversation. She didn't talk to her father for many years, called up her, her dad, they caught up, and she realized that they were opposites out of mm. that situation. And he, and he and, and Space Cowboy looks at me, he's like, what do I even say back? And I'm like, you controlled your narrative. That's true. You know, uh, a lot of our message is, you know, it is 100% controlling the world around you. You can't control what you see on TV. Or what you, you put on the radio, because it's all mind-numbing. Um, you can only control the existence in your own reality, this realm here. And that is what's, what we're trying to help um, everybody understand.
1: <laughs> Man, I made a relevant social media post to that today. May I read it? Yeah. It's my show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Just,
0: um, I mean, did show. you write it in the bathroom here? No. Okay. I wrote it in the gym parking lot. We call the narrative bathroom the caption room. Is if anybody asks to pee and he's in there, we're not getting it until we well, get. So that the only up. place
1: there's silence here. So yeah, when I like you know yeah, yeah. When you write you just gotta be in like a zone. All right. <clears throat> the worst prisons are not constructed of steel and stone. They are created by lies, corruption, false expectations, and the perceived judgment of others that lies in your mind. You can only be one of two things: self-imprisoned or self-freed mine's a prison man okay.
0: and w- from what we can tell you because we've been doing this for almost two years now is that uh, freeing yourself is, is something you have to work on every day it's it's the same thing as what someone's trying to get sober it's it takes everyday work so every day you know do your best to wake up it, take that list you start the night, night beforehand and work your way through it and free yourself my conclusion. I don't yeah. know what to say. That's. I mean. <laughs> short of that, okay. CYN next week. CYN next week. www.freethenarrative.com. Like and subscribe. Listen. All that bullshit.